This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. Today I have for you the latest installment of Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano's series, Preparing the, Ch the People of God, the Church Militant, for the coming Lenten season. And in his messages, he's been reminding us of the state of the Church, which has been constant message really since he first started writing letters back in 2018. But here he prepares us to offer our Lenten sacrifices for the restoration and purification of the church. And in this message, released last Sunday in Europe and then in the following days in America, he reminds us of what we are up against. There are people in the hierarchy working with wicked figures in the secular world who want to remake the church into something new, that they want to use the church in the most obscene, blasphemous way to push the enemy, the message and the mission of the enemies of Christ using the institution of the church itself. He reminds us that they will fail. And it's an important message as we head into Lent because this is no, there is no better time than now for us to offer our sacrifices for the restoration and purification of the church. This is not only that should we become saints in our time, but we should also use this to make up, to pay for the sins of others. It is a great act of spiritual mercy for us to do that, and Lent is the perfect time for that. I do have a suggestion for you as we head into Lent, by the way. If you are looking for a little more spiritual nourishment during Lent, I would suggest, and not for clicks reasons, but because if even if 10% of you did that, which is far more than I expect, you will take my advice, it will make no bottom line difference really for me on this. But I was going to suggest that during Lent, you tune in to some of those Sunday kind of educational videos and Saturday educational videos that you may not normally be inclined to watch because I'm going to try and focus most of those on the Lenten season, spiritual penance, things of that nature, and just general educational materials in the history of the church, in addition to news items as they come up, which you are free, of course, as always, to watch or not as you wish. I think it is a good idea during Lent for us to dive deeper into the faith and to learn things about the faith, to learn the teachings of the faith from the pontiffs and the great saints of the church who have largely been forgotten in our times. Curious, though, what you will think of this letter from Vigano at the end, so let me know in the comments, please. God bless. Virtus in firmitate perficatur, homily of Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano for the for the Sesajima Sunday feast. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of men was on the earth, and that every inner desire of their hearts was always nothing but evil. See Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. On this Sesajima Sunday, we are drawing near to the time of penance and fasting in preparation for Easter. Already for a week, the Alleluia has been silent in the liturgy, replaced in the Mass by the tract. And on this Sunday, that is a quasi-penitential, the church, with the readings of Matins, accompanies us in the consideration of sin which leads God to destroy the rebellious human race with the flood, saving only the family of Noah. Sacred scripture speaks of the wickedness of men. Every inner desire of their hearts was always nothing but evil. It is hard to believe that humanity could have committed in the past the evil which we see it do today. In no ancient culture was the abyss of evil ever so deep as the one into which we see the contemporary world seeking. Unspeakable violence of all kinds, twisting of morality, theft, robbery, 
profanation, sacrilege is committed not only by individual people, but imposed through law by the heads of nations, exalted by the media, encouraged by teachers and magistrates, tolerated and even approved by priests. We ask ourselves if modern man does not merit punishments even worse than the flood for the wickedness that inspires his every action against God, against his fellow human beings, against creation, and in contemplating the apparent triumph of the mysterious iniquitatis, and seeing how widespread and deeply rooted evil is in our corrupt and apostate world, we ask ourselves how long the divine majesty can tolerate the abomination of men. We almost find it difficult to believe in the Lord's promise. I will no longer curse the ground because of man, because every intention of the human heart is inclined to evil from the youth, nor will I again strike every living being as I have done. See Genesis chapter 8 verse 21. What leaves us disoriented is not so much the silence in which we abandoned to ourselves and our tribulations, so much as the fact that the impunity of present crimes and sins may be itself a punishment that is even more tremendous and severe than that which the Eternal Father could send us. Paganized modernity, plunged into barbarism, is preparing with its own hands a scourge that is far more disastrous than the ancient flood, a much vaster destruction of the human race, in which it believes that it can sweep away from the face of the earth not the wicked, but rather the good, those who remain faithful to the Lord and to his holy law. And while the storm clouds by which they will be submerged gather, dark and threatening, our contemporaries deride those who are preparing their own spiritual ark by seeking to save themselves and their loved ones. Indeed, they do everything to prevent them from bringing it to completion. Sacred scripture and the fathers teach us that the ark is a type of the holy church, thanks to which the chosen can save themselves from man's communal shipwreck. Hoc est arca, we sing in the preface of the dedication of the church. Quos nos a monde ereptos diluvio, in portum salutatis inducit. This is the ark which leads us, save from the flood of the world, into the harbor of salvation. But where can we find the ark of salvation? How can we tell her from her counterfeits, which are destined to sink under the weight of those who take a seat on them? From her imitations used to save the wicked, while the helmsman prevents the good from climbing aboard, and even derides away his own children, identifying them as those unworthy of being rescued from the waters. The distressing thought is not out of place when we consider who is sitting on the throne of Peter. The Ark of the Church seems to want to welcome anyone, with the exception of those who are actually entitled to be rescued. Indeed, it seems that it is useless because there will not be any flood to escape from. Or worse, the huge flood caused not by God's wrath, but by the tide of men's iniquities is actually considered to be a moment of regeneration, an opportunity to reduce the number of people according to the delusional plans of those who want to restart all of society. Just as on the Titanic, the crew and passengers were dancing, inebriated and carefree, while the ship proceeded full speed ahead against the iceberg that would sink it, an arrogant monument to the pride of those who believe that they are exempt from divine justice. The man who ought to be calling us to board the true ark has also gotten on board this horrific transatlantic liner, and we see him along with the wicked, toasting the mighty of the earth, the enemies of God. But if on the one hand these human considerations can throw us into despair and make us fear for our very survival, on the other hand we can recognize the true ark of salvation, because we see her ready on the Mount of Calvary where she was built, and on the mystical Calvary of the altar where she awaits us for each day. It matters little that another ark is pointed out to us, even by people in whom we place our trust and should not be deceiving us, or that there are those who consider it useless and for this reason make fun of us or treat us like we are crazy. It matters little that there are those who deny the impending flood, even as he himself is its impious architect and his foolish presumption of even being able to control the natural movements of nature. 
We know that the true ark, the only ark, is the holy church. And by the words of our Lord, the divine helmsman who holds the rudder firmly, we believe that this ark will pass through the flood unharmed. And in the end, we will find dry land on which to come to rest. For this reason, we are determined not to let ourselves be deceived, deluding ourselves that we can save ourselves outside of this ark or by building one for ourselves. In the epistle of today's Mass, St. Paul enumerates all of the trials that he had to face in sowing the word of God, following the example of the parable of the sower that is given to us in the gospel. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you because my power is best felt in weakness. See 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. In recognizing our weakness and the awareness of our infirmity and our nothingness, God's power becomes perceptible in an even stronger way, the greater our humility and faith in him. Sufficit tibi gratia mea, my grace is enough for you. Because it is through grace that we are made worthy to find refuge in the ark, and it is through grace that we can remain there during the flood, and it is through grace that we will reach the harbor of heaven. Let us not therefore lose the grace of God. Let us climb the mystical mountain on which the ark awaits us, an ark in which we also find nutriment for our souls, the bread of angels. So may it be. Signed, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, 12th of February, 2023. A fitting Lenten message in this time of the bishops and the church seeming to be to try to change the faith through their synod on synodality, through their grotesque twisting of the faith into something new by trying to make things that the Bible and our faith and sacred tradition have told us since the time of the apostles have been sins that are unacceptable in the eyes of heaven to try to turn those into normal things. It's truly remarkable, folks. A fitting Lenten message from Archbishop Carl Maria Vigano. Let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help, as does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.